Oh my goodness, it is 2014. Who let that happen? Who let that happen? Who? 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 This is 8-Bit, episode 60, a big layer of, ooh, that's cold, on Saturday, January 4th, 2014, and now, with great balls of fire, this episode is hosted by Ian Buck and Ian Decker. I mean, I think I think somebody clearly dropped the ball here. It doesn't. It definitely has not been 365 days. Thank God, this is why we can't have nice things. Oh, man, <laughs> he's such a jerk. I, I I feel like 2013 was definitely a good year for gaming. For gaming, yes. There were there were a lot of interesting, innovative, particularly hardware things that came out, and you know we did, definitely didn't have a shortage of good games. Uh, as you know, we oh, talked about last episode. Yeah. Um, it's a lot of ice. <laughs> so, actually, one game that I was introduced to recently uh, that is not a video game, you introduced me to, and that was Munchkin. There's three main points. Make fun of Dungeons and Dragons, cheat, and backstab your friends. It's a fantastic game for building new friendships that are long and lasting. <laughs> oh, yeah. Uh, and and continuing ones that you know are already firmly I know. established. All um, right, man. I I th- I think that part of my uh, enjoyment of it is affected by the fact that I won two out of the three games that we played. Uh, but you know, I also liked the game for just being you know a great game and a lot of fun. Yeah. And uh, I oh, man, I find it hilarious that my mom still you know can't understand a, a game like Munchkin. Where, you know, it's, like, not really all that obscure. It's not complicated at all. No, yeah. You flip over a card. Do you have enough, or is it a monster? Yes. Well, she couldn't even figure out when they were monsters or not. Like, that was hard for her. Yeah. Moms, only good for some things. There, there There is something a little weird about Munchkin because it is a game that relies on technicalities, but the but the cards are focused on being funny, and so a lot of times they're kind of fuzzy on the technicalness of what they're writing in the card. You know, like, it's kind of hard to tell whether what you're reading is flavor text or whether it's actual, like, rule text. Um, yeah. But yeah, once you, once you learn to, like, filter through that, uh, it's pretty easy to play. Come on, you were in high school, Matthew. You can filter all the stupid problems. <laughs> That's so true. Word problems. <laughs> Are they good for anything? How do numbers work? (laughs) (laughs) All right. So 2014, first first episode of the year. This is exciting. Episode number 60, big old six zero. So let's see what's happened uh, in the gaming world since last time we we talked about news. Um, Not much and quite a bit. Yeah. Uh, actually, so when I said that there was nothing going on in the news last episode, that was kind of a lie. There were several things that happened around around you know Christmas and New Year's Day. Um, so today we get to start off with a reminder of why it's important to observe International Backup Awareness Day. The office. IBAD. Yeah. Wow, that's a that's a really really good acronym, actually. IBAD. 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 This. IBAD. If I don't internationally back everything up. So the office of Hello Games, who are the makers of the Joe Danger games and uh, the upcoming No Man's Sky, which uh, I, I believe you brought to our attention. Um, it's the, the procedurally generated universe, you know, that as you're exploring, uh, creates new worlds and 
new solar systems and everything. Um, so their their office was completely flooded on Christmas Eve, and basically everything in it was lost. Um, and the worst part is that because uh, their office was in a flood risk zone, their insurance does not cover flood damage. Oh. Which seems like the opposite of what I would do if I was an insurance company. Yeah. Well, no, because, I mean, then you know you're... If I were an insurance company, I wouldn't be in it to make money. I would be in it to help people. You know the market these days. If it's not about money, what is it about? Being a good person. (laughs) That's what I learned from Mass Effect. Doing good things for people allows me to yell at people and stop wars later. Some days, <laughs> yeah. Caleb was Other days not, just pisses him off. Caleb wasn't able to do that. He wasn't able to talk down the Quarians and the Geth. He had to choose between them. He, he had to choose whether to kill them. All. He accidentally killed Tally because he chose the he chose the Geth over the Quarians, and then she committed suicide. He was like, "Oh my god, I can't!" Oh. <laughs> silly Caleb. And he had to go back and do it again. And then afterwards, he he had a conversation with Edie and Joker, and Edie just like had all of the perfect things to say to him, uh, uh that to make him feel terrible about what he had done. <laughs> Good. <laughs> yeah, I I was like, Caleb, you're a terrible person, and you deserve uh all of the guilt that you feel right now. Yes. Yes, yes, yes. Okay. Well, unfortunately, despite how well things can be backed up. You always runs, or you still will. I cannot talk. Um, That's unfortunate because this is audio only. I know, and I nobody can see your <laughs> nobody can see your beautiful hat or your pretty face. I feel like Jane with this hat on. Man walks down the street in that hat, and they know he ain't afraid of nothing. Mm-hmm. The fact that it looks like a military helmet when it's on my head like this makes that even better. <laughs> and and of course, it was made by your mother, much yes. like his hat. Except mine can wave high. Mm. Hey, mine is a military helmet, isn't it? <laughs> yes, it is. <clears throat> anyway, um, so despite you guys backing stuff up, that doesn't necessarily mean that it's going to be safe. The risk, are, you know, the risk of being hacked is always out there no matter what you do, and several big companies and big servers have recently be, er, been attacked by um, a group of er, hackers that do DDoS attacks called... Derp trolling. I don't know exactly where they're from. Um, I looked them up on Twitter. That's where they mainly post their stuff. Um, actually, the scariest thing is they have a phone number up there that you can send requests to. Oh my goodness! So it's like, who do you want knocked down and why? Mm. Um, so that's not as comforting at all. No, no. So who have um, they hit so far? Oh, let's see. Steam was on and off. Um, their servers were kind of going on and off and on and off and on and off and on and off. It's kind of obnoxious. Um, let's see. Um, Battle.net mm-hmm. has been attacked. Um, let's see. Right before the show started, I think they tweeted about uh, Ubisoft. Yes, about 50 minutes before the show started. They tweeted about Ubisoft and Uplay, and I actually went and checked that out. Um, and it, I, I didn't have any problems, but that doesn't mean that they didn't attack it or didn't try to or whatever, or if, I don't know. Um, maybe there's a delay and I just don't know about it. Um, let's see. Uh, the Wii U services, so the Nintendo support page for anything Nintendo related. I'm pretty um, sure that was not related to these guys. I think that was just holiday, uh, you know, lots of people getting 3DSs and stuff and, uh, 
and you know Nintendo services hiccuping. Um, and I know that Xbox Live also hiccuped over the holidays. Um, but yeah. those, I think those are both back up and running, no problems now. Yeah, thankfully. Where's the? Oh, that's the other one. Why is that? Anyway, there were a couple that were right next to each other that made me. Um, yeah. Yeah. Sorry. Let's see. All North American. Oh, so let's see. They hit World of Tanks. Oh no, my um, favorite. They hit League of Legends. Of course they did. Uh, they they picked a particular guy to pick on named Phantom Lord, who streams on Twitch on Dota. Um, they said claimed that if he lost the game that he was playing right then and there, they would take down Dota, and he lost the game, so they took down Dota. Um, or Dota two. Uh, they and, took down. And then I think yeah, they EA. they started targeting whoever you know whatever games he started playing next as well. Yeah. And then when they were asked why they did it, they just responded for the lulls. So people like that piss me off. Same. It's uh, they can do what we were talking about earlier, the uh, thing which I supposedly stopped, which uh, I had to have started. Yes, right. Listen mm-hmm. to the fringe for that, folks. Mm-hmm. Uh, or don't if you don't. If you have delicate ears, we didn't swear. Uh, no, but it's delicate, delicate stuff. I suppose. Actually, so long as you don't have the image of me doing that in your mind, I think you'll be okay. God, now I do. (laughs) (laughs) Thanks a lot. I am dirt trolling. (sighs) So, uh, on a happier note, um, as with the end of last year, PC Gamer has written several of their uh, text adventures that never were which uh, basically make fun of some of uh, some of the best games of the year, um, and we're we're not going to read them all out loud this time. Uh, but uh, but you listeners should definitely go check them out. They they did uh, Assassin's Creed Four, Black Flag, Call of Duty Ghosts. Um, let's see, Bioshock Infinite, Spelunky, and uh, Burnout, Need for Speed, something something or other. Yeah. Oh no, uh, no, that's the next no, one. That, that's, Never mind. That's my next. That's my next article. I was really However, confused. Before we move on, I'm gonna, I'm gonna beg. Can we please do the Bioshock Infinite one at least part of the way? Uh, time. Oh my goodness. No. Like a special episode. Oh, no. But I'm putting my foot down. I said we weren't, and we're not. I have to practice. Be put. You know, sticking to my to my promises. Uh, because parented. Examine city of Columbia. Columbia is a remarkably beautiful city. <laughs> you are going to be punished. Punished. Okay, fine. This one is ridiculously long. That we probably shouldn't do that. Exactly. One. Okay. Ooh, Dishonored is on there too. As is Mass Effect Three. What? What? No, it's not. Yeah. No, I didn't put those in. No, not from there. But they've also done those. Oh, but those were years past. Yeah, so the, yeah, count. that was last year. We talked about those a year ago, and you decided to read a bunch of them, and it took forever. So I'm not letting you do that this time. Fine. Yeah, yes, mommy. I did like it in the Assassin's Creed Four Black Flag one, where whenever it said you are in the uh, the void known as the loading screen, and uh, every single time the player runs through it, you run through the loading screen. <laughs> run, 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 run as fast as you can. You can't catch me on the loading screen, man. <laughs> That sounds like something that the Joker would say in one of the Batman games. Sounds like something that Matt would do. That's true. At least with that laugh. <laughs> Fun fact, Matthew is actually the Joker. Look out, Batman. Mm-hmm. He has guns. Lots of guns. And crossbows. But no henchmen. 
So as as I previewed uh, a minute or two ago, uh, I think our next article is something about Leave for Speed, Burnout Paradise, yada yada, something, something. Yeah. All right. So actually, it's not necessarily about them, but rather the founders. So Criterion Games, um, the founders um, leave uh, the Burnout and Need for Speed studio in order to go and form a new, brand new games company. I don't know if they... Um, yeah, so they left EA. Uh, it doesn't look like they necessarily have a new name for... Are they going to be working on more um, racing games? Or what? I wouldn't be surprised. I mean, those are two probably the best-known racing games out there, and they're both fantastic games. Yeah, I didn't I didn't know that those were made by the same company. Yeah. I mean, I suppose it makes sense, though. Yeah. Um, okay, cool. I mean, it doesn't sound like it was... Uh, uh, nearly as big a deal as you know when um, the two Call of Duty founders were fired by Activision and then sued and uh, sued back and you know it sounds like it was a much more pleasant pleasant goodbye. Yeah, well, as we've said, EA gets some things right and um, and others not. The way that they all. treat their employees. Yeah. Yes, the consumers maybe not their employees. Heck yeah. I, and I'm not even, I'm, just, I'm not sure ow. how I feel about that because <laughs> I'm a consumer, but I you know I like it that they treat their that they treat their employees well. But like, hi, I'm over here. I think I just cut myself. Uh, don't do that. Don't be emo. I didn't try to. Mm-hmm. See this water bottle here? It's full of ice. There was a big layer of oh, that's cold. <laughs> <laughs> there's a little stuff in the cap. I didn't realize, and then it dripped down onto my foot. Um. <laughs> But so there, there was a layer of ice that formed on the top of this thing, and so I punched through it with my tongue, and I think I might have cut it. Not the that, most wise decision on my part, but that doesn't sound like uh, a good idea at all. Nope, never again. So speaking of EA, um, they the only DLC that they've released for um, Battlefield Four so far is China Rising, and of course they've they've stopped production of other you know expansions and stuff to focus on fixing all the bugs that they shipped the game with that they probably should have fixed before they shipped the game, but, you know, they decided to release it anyway. Um, Who are they trying to match it up with? What? Who are they trying to match it up with? You said they're shipping the game. Uh Uh-huh. Uh-huh. I get it. Okay. Yeah. You fat boy. Um, So, (laughs) (laughs) they, uh, this this DLC, China Rising, apparently really did not please the uh, the Ministry of Culture in China, and they have declared it an illegal game, despite the fact that uh, I don't think that the game was officially available in China anyway. Hmm. But yeah, so so I think they've also like blocked um, you know searches for it on on all known search engines and uh, stuff like that, just trying to stomp it out. Not too surprised. Something about a culture war going on. I don't understand. Uh, so long as it's not North Korea, right? Y- well, yeah, but like they don't have they they shun the internet, so I don't care what they say. Like China's actually kind of part of our ecosystem. We kind of have to, you know. Our ecosystem, you mean our economy? That's part of that. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> But I mean, like, even if they kind of is the economy, even if they weren't, you know, the biggest contributor to the, you know, our economy, like they actually exist in my world. So, yeah, you know, I, I, I actually care about what they say. Um, yeah, at least they, they allow uh, video game consoles to be sold in certain certain markets now. <laughs> that was kind of funny. Yeah. Um, I'm, I'm never going to go there. How much? However much I love the food. 
yeah, I don't really like the food, so I don't have much of an incentive. Um, so the Nvi- uh, Nvidia Shield, uh, its big selling point was that you could stream PC games to it over uh, a Wi-Fi network. Um, but it's not the only device that you can do that with now. Uh, a couple of programmers have figured out how to stream content from a PC to the Wii U's gamepad. Unsurprisingly, there were several, you know, proprietary crap things that they had to work around. Um, but they did it and they figured out how to, uh, stream content. Sweet. That's, yeah. Um, I, I know that there was a, like a video version of their talk available at some point, but I think that's been removed by whoever. Um, I suspect Nintendo has a hand in that. I wouldn't be too surprised. Mm-hmm. All right. Um, I can't think of any good tangent for this next one. You mean segue? Fine, I'll, if, I'll make it a tangent with no segue. How about that? If if you're like, yeah, looking actively looking for a tangent, I uh, I scold you. <laughs> you mean you don't do that? Nor did I get teachers to talk for about useless stuff for the. Oh man, there was that one time when I got um, Mr. Schwack to talk about Star Trek for the entire class period without mentioning Star Trek at all. That was amazing. <laughs> Oshwak. Almost as bad as Mr. Greener's jokes. Well, he did those on his own. Uh, (laughs) (laughs) Not really the best man. He ruined puns for you for like the longest time. Yeah. Yeah, that's so unfortunate. There were several things, several very good things that were ruined for you during high school for very dumb reasons. Yeah. Well, I mean, this guy had a bunch of really bad puns, and we kept count. In fact, we had made gentlemen's bets as to how much many jokes he would make that day mm-hmm. in class. I think the record was somewhere around 30, so that's more than one every two minutes. Yeah, that's that's a pretty good pace. I, I don't think I have the stamina for that. And none of them were good. <laughs> no, Of course not. Dude, if somebody could, if somebody could keep up that steady stream of jokes, they should just go and do stand up instead of you know teaching high school. Nobody would listen to them. <laughs> well, but if if they were good, I said that, and he wore a toupee, and it was pretty obvious, and he always lied about it. If you make that into part of the bit, then it could be entertaining. Yeah, no, that could be entertaining. But I mean, he he was kind of just a bit of a nasty. <laughs> Excuse me, a bit of a nasty guy too. Mm. Like, I believe someone found some porn magazine stashed in his microwave. <laughs> in his microwave, <laughs> and he was he was stupid enough um, to leave the computer screen and then go and print off the tests. Mm-hmm. Some days, instead of just going and making them up as he went along, which he often did as well, and then he had us go and correct everyone else's tests instead of okay. Oh my um, gosh. But so when when he stopped doing that and started actually doing tests and printed off tests and whatnot, he would have them written. I I think he would write them like in pa- the passing time between classes because he would always go and type or print them off uh-huh. all the copies that he needed off right before our class with the answer sheet sitting <laughs> there. <laughs> nice. So, I mean, I didn't necessarily do it, but people would run up to the class and go, all right, so the answer to number one is this, the answer to number two is this, the answer to number three is this, and then run back before he came. (laughs) So, the truth is out now. 
Yeah, not does, the most brilliant of men. Does he still work at Central? I have no idea. I don't want to know. Um, but what does take brilliant work is massive loads of mayhem and destruction. Um, especially like Fight when Club. you're doing it in a video game world like Fight Club, except this is Fight Club in car style. Hmm. The game is called Next Car Game. Um, it actually had a Kickstarter a while ago. Basically, it's a racing game that focuses on the destruction of the cars. They actually had a demo video where they would smash cars, they would fling cars, they put cars through gears and basically had them ground up into chunks and bits and just kind of fly everywhere. Um, as well as, it looked like, think Mario Kart plus Demolition Derby. I'm sold. For one of the things. And it looked looks absolutely nuts and beautiful in many ways. Um, so the Kickstarter, it had the Kickstarter, and the Kickstarter unfortunately fell short. So what the company did is they made um, uh, they made a, a crowd crowdfunding thing on their website. Mm-hmm. And the ability to be founded on, or to go and provide them with support directly through there. Um, and if you paid, then you got um, then you got a free demo. Okay. At the very least, it's not the free full game. So, they, I'm not sure what exactly their crowdfunding goal was, but when this was posted on January 3rd, backers had contributed more than 490000 to the project, which is well clear of the original crowdfunding goal, as well as the demo had more than 50,000 downloads. Wow, so, wait a minute. So they made more money off of Kickstarter than they did on Kickstarter? Like... Yeah. You, oh, wow. That's insane. Huh. Okay. I would not have expected that at all. Yeah. But it worked well, and the game... the There's a couple of videos for the game. They're mostly they're mostly visual, so we're not going to play them on here. Mm-hmm. And they have links to them in the web, websites and whatnot. Yeah, but. it looks like they mostly show destruction yeah. demos and stuff like That's that. That's the main thing of the game, is <laughs> how do we get to blow things up? <laughs> It's like Serious Sam with cars and Mario Kart, all mixed into one. Uh, I didn't really like Serious Sam. Neither did I. They were hard. But this focuses on car destruction, so I I think that's a little bit better than carnal destruction. Yeah. No no instant gibbing. Yeah, no insta-gibs. No, there's definitely going to be some insta-gibs in this game. Yeah, but it's going to be more sophisticated than just gibs. It's, it's going to be actual, you know, calculating what the parts of the car are going to be gibbing into. Yeah. Like missiles, mm-hmm. or giant wrecking balls that shoot out from in front of you, or balls that you shoot and then create a mini black hole wherever they go. Goodness gracious! Temporarily, great balls of fire. Oh, that sounds painful. How <laughs> bad you should go and see your doctor about that. That's a serious problem. <laughs> oh my goodness! If it burns when you pee, <laughs> if it burns when you destroy cars. So it seems like the best thing about working for NASA is uh, the chance to mess around with gaming technology and calling it science. So they've recently combined the motion tracking of the Kinect with the first-person perspective tracking of the Oculus Rift to allow a user to control a robot arm remotely, you know, by just doing what they want the robot arm to do with their own arm, and then the robot arm mimics what they're doing. And they can see, you know, everything happening in real time uh, in a virtual space, you know, through the Oculus Rift. And it's pretty cool. Sounds fantastic. Also, cool things that you can do with Arduinos. You can uh, control your Christmas lights. 
You can program it to play What Does the Fox Say over and over. Or... <laughs> or you can uh, have it catch shiny Pokemon for you. So somebody made a little machine that will catch and clone shiny Pokemon and uh, basically just break the game. Uh, shame on them. Well, I... Savannah... It's a funny story about that. Savannah actually hates me for this now. What did so you do? I, I, ju- I didn't... Well, I, I kind of did things. Um, so I recently bought Pokemon X and picked that up and have been playing through it. Within the span of the first, I don't know, 10 hours of gameplay or less, actually probably less, I found and caught two shinies. Okay. How much Those rare are shinies than regular ones? Let me put it this way. In my entire career of playing Pokemon, I have only ever seen one other shiny. Oh, wow. Yeah. Actually, yeah, you got a point. I don't remember seeing many at all. And, you know, they tended to be stupid, like, shiny Goldines. Yeah. I, well, I, I think mine was, like, a shiny Butterfree. Hmm. Yeah. Unfortunately, I killed it. Oh. Um, however, um, I actually picked up uh, the two shinies that I found in Pokemon X. One of them was one of the Pokemon that I was planning on using. So, that actually turned out really well. Um, anyway. Um, oh, that's right. So we said that Steam has been having problems, and one of them uh, is actually more in a legal sense than anyway. Mar- um, it, I mean, Steam's not necessarily in trouble, but the consumers are in trouble. Marvel um, has recently announced that they are going to pull all Marvel and Capcom games from Steam. Um, Wait, does Marvel own Capcom now? I believe so. Capcom has a lot of games on Steam. Amherst says Marvel has also built Capcom's Marvel versus Capcom games for digital storefronts. Oh, okay. So, okay. Just that franchise, not all Capcom branded games. Yeah. Okay, good. Is it just Steam or is it uh, from like all digital storefronts? I believe it was all digital storefronts. Yes. Uh, from all digital storefronts, consoles included. Um. Actually, it announced it on December 21st on the Obscure of the Amazing Spider-Man game Facebook page. <laughs> kind of out of nowhere. Um, and then something that they that the the article speculates about that's kind of interesting is that Disney might actually be starting to think about its own gaming um, network sort of oh, things. Oh no, I don't want another one. Because I mean, they own Star Wars, they own Marvel. The Disney stuff. And I have to follow where Star Wars leads. Yeah. I have no choice. Oh, man. I don't want another digital storefront. I just want everything to exist on Steam. And I want to be able to buy them elsewhere. But I'll probably buy them on Steam because Steam has the best prices. Yeah. Oh, well. Anyway. So, so, like, are... uh, we don't know any of this for sure, though, about, you know, the other storefront. So we don't know if they're going to be re-released. Correct. That that was just complete and total speculation. That's There's been no rumors other than, like, oh, that looks like it might be a thing that could happen. Have they stopped, like, releasing physical copies to retailers? I don't think so. I don't think they would, though. Okay. That's, ah, this is so strange. Yeah. I don't understand. Well... From what we heard from Katie, Deadpool wasn't, like, an amazing game anyway. Yeah. But if you bought it, you know, and you haven't gotten to play it yet, then you're probably going to be pretty mad because Steam, you know, Valve won't refund you for that. 
Um, ugh. whatever. Yeah. So, what happens when you take a chessboard and you wrap it around a sphere? What kinds of uh, strategies are the best? Well, nobody knows yet. But go on yeah. ahead and ch- check out the beta for Sphere Chess to start developing your own strategies. I've uh, I've played a few games. One of them was uh, against uh, the computer, and one of them was uh, you know hot seat against myself. And I must admit, <laughs> I still don't understand uh, you know what the best strategies are in the game. I've I've developed a few theories, but you know. I couldn't even tell which team was like had the upper hand until I was like, "Oh, look. I've gotten them down to just having like a king and a couple of pawns. I think I can pull this off." But I still haven't figured out a good way to pull off a checkmate because <laughs> it's a sphere. There's no corners to back me into. No. Um, I say, well, I know that our lovely ghost has been playing it too. Hey, Ryan, what did you think of it? Well, it was very complicated. So, uh, there the the normal moves you can do for on on chess, you know, uh, except the horse, which is you know an L, you can go forward and left and right or back. So, you know, you get four four directions to go in. Mm-hmm. But on this chessboard, or diagonal. Yeah, sure. If you're a bishop, yeah, if you're one of those. But on this chessboard, you get to just make very bizarre, you know, uh, going around the entire sphere kind of moves, whether it's left, right, up, or down, or diagonal. It's it's not something you can get used to instantly it's insane yeah (laughs) just to confuse you right pretty much um yeah and so so far for the game itself um they haven't you know put any of the online multiplayer um stuff into the game yet but you can go and download it and practice against people that you have you know in your own house at, or yeah. against the AI, but I don't think that the AI really understands how to play the game either. <laughs> <laughs> it's a pretty even playing field, except that it's not even at all because it's a sphere. Yeah. But dumb cha. You did not funny. I did. Was that better than a greener? I don't know. That was Ryan saying no. Ryan shaking no. his head. Oh man. Oh fine. I I'll go crawl into a hole later in in shame. But first, I'm going to tell you about Titanfall. Titanfall will unfortunately not launch with modding tools, but Respawn have not ruled it out uh, completely. They, uh, they're they going to be evaluating that possibility after launch. So we'll have to wait and see. Hmm. I hope so. Well, I don't know. Well, I like mods when everyone's putting onto a... when everyone's put onto an even playing field on it. But. Well, I mean... But... Thinking processing speaking uh so <laughs> good job titanfall has one of the one of the coolest just like movement systems in an fps that's come out in a very very long time and i really really want to see what the community can come up with for creative maps for that kind of thing at the very least yes. um you know yeah. and also broader so scenarios uh you know and stuff like that maybe even new types of units or whatever um yeah and you know, obviously, not necessarily available for regular online play on their on their official um you know servers. But like you know, if you want to play on your own, like that just sounds so cool. Yeah, I'm just remembering back to when I used to play a lot of Team Fortress Two, and I encountered this engineer who would run around really fast and set up a new turret every couple seconds, and had a million turrets instead of just the one. So I'm I'm always wary of modders and hackers. Well, yeah, that sounds more like hacking for the sake of winning the game than modding for the sake of making something interesting. Yeah. 
and I the modding for making stuff interesting, I'm totally behind. I mean, hey, that's how that's how the whole MOBA genre was invented. MOBA. MOBA. <laughs> MOBA. All right. Well, speaking of things that are creative and made there for the betterment of a specific game, um, DLCs, DLCs, DLCs. So it was announced... Uh, let's see, when was it announced? It says on here that it was... Um, I'm not sure when it was necessarily first announced. It was this week. But, I remember seeing it this week. Okay. Well, I mean, it, okay. So a while back, probably a few weeks back... Um, the Facebook for Warner Bros. Um, made a special announcement uh, that it said would be made clear on 12-31-2013, so on New Year's Eve. That is what 12-31-13 usually means. What? No. <laughs> anyway, um, so it came out with, let's see, it said that there was an all-new story DLC coming out in 2013, um, and there's... An, the, there, there was an accompanying picture that showed a, an award for the Wayne Foundation Humanitarian of the Year, and it hold, or pictures of a woman holding up a heart-shaped diamond with many shards of ice in the background, which, if you know anything about Batman... Mr. Freeze. ...is Mr. Freeze, very much so Mr. Freeze. So, um, and I mean, yeah, the story behind it, there's a lot of really cool things, so I, I, I want this to come out so that I can play through Origins and then get to this. And this is a story-based DLC, right? Yes. Okay, yeah. Story DLCs are the best DLCs. And the... The only good DLCs. Family that games together stays together? Couples that game together. <laughs> yeah, I, I agree about story-based DLCs. Um, and obviously, the uh, the Batman Arkham series is a, is a very, very good one. Um, so I'm definitely looking forward to this. But it'll be a while before I get it. Yeah. Because I'm not even done with the second game yet. Yeah. So... You need to. I, I know. Have you have you finished it? No. Okay, didn't think so. So, hey. I want? Stop, stop hypocritic king. Hippo... I'm not even going to try. Um, so, apparently, <laughs> eye tracking will be a thing soon. Uh, there are these two companies, Toby, who I've never heard of before, and Steel Series, who I definitely have heard of before, because they make uh, very high-end peripheral thingies. Uh, they are teaming up to come out with a consumer product in mid-2014 based on eye tracking. And they are encouraging developers to integrate this into their games before that happens. They list several possible uses, like uh, automatically using objects you look at. Like, um, you know, they, they showed walking around in Amnesia, The Dark Descent, and, you know, automatically picking up um, uh, tinderboxes and, and oil cans that you find. Um and, uh, you know, having NPCs react to your gaze. So, like, uh, they showed a guy walking into a bar in uh, Skyrim and, you know, he made eye contact with the with the bartender, basically. And the bartender just, you know, kind of nodded at him. Um, and, it, you know, it's supposed to feel much, much more natural than not being able to track your eye gaze. Um, and then the most, the most game changing one that I, that I saw was, uh, a quick mini map control, uh, in Starcraft where they, they had a hotkey that would bring up the mini map as a full screen thing. And then whatever you were looking on that mini map, when you exited, uh, when you, you know, release that button, it would take you to that spot on the actual map. 
Um, and it's <sighs> it's supposed to be much, much faster than physically moving your cursor all the way down to the minimap in the corner, clicking on where you know where you want to go, and then having to move your cursor all the way back to you know the units that you want to control and stuff. Well, that just seems silly, but okay. But at the same time, I mean, the, the technology, that technology, that makes things scary mm. to me. I'm sure that, like, the, um, well, I don't know if the Kinect can actually do eye tracking accurately. Yet. I'm fairly sure that it can't. Yet. XB2. Not the X-Bone, but the XB2. Ah, x what? I'm so confused. Uh, oh, my goodness. They are not going to call the next one the Xbox 2. No. <laughs> no. Okay. So if they follow HTC, they have to call it the Xbox One Plus. Yeah. There you go. Perfect. Maybe on Connect. Ooh. Maybe ooh. on the Connect for the Xbox or, One. Or they could make it like our graduating class and call it the Xbox One One. One One. one. <laughs> <laughs> uh, guess which finger we're using, guys. <laughs> <laughs> Oh my goodness. All right. And so then just a quick reminder to all you listeners. Um, if you've been curious about anything at all that we've been talking about, feel free to come and look at our show notes. Um, if you go to the, the Nexus or the Nexus's main website, thenexus.tv, you should be able to find our show on there. I and mean, if you want to go straight to it, just after thenexus.tv, add a slash and then put EB in whatever episode that you want to go to. So this is episode 60. So you would do, that means you would, Type in thenexus.tv slash eb60. Thanks for giving us the entire logic between, behind all of the parts of that URL, Ian. That was amazing. <laughs> Love you. And, and that's, of course, particularly for our listeners who did not find the episode directly through the website, like iTunes or, you know, whatever yeah. podcast manager you use. And I mean, hey, well, I, actually, I don't know if I should say that. That might be offensive. Really? I can't imagine what you could be saying that's offensive right now, unless it's something uh, hating on Apple. No. No? Inter- yeah, okay. Gonna, that is probably be... really offensive. No. Actually, well, not that <laughs> offensive. And uh, actually, they can take it. They're tough people. Um, <laughs> so our listeners, uh, the only thing that we, we or that I was trying to do there was making sure that our show was completely and totally idiot-proof. Right. Okay. <laughs> okay. I got Okay. That's not too offensive. It's not too bad, but I, think, I, I didn't want to necessarily come out straight out there and call our listeners idiots because they're not. I think I think Andrew Bailey can handle it. He understands the the limits of his intelligence, and I think he's come to terms with it. <laughs> and, wait, how how does it change as X approaches infinity? What? Oh, limits! Oh my God, man, you are making much better jokes than I am today. <laughs> There's much more sophisticated ones. That doesn't make them better. That just makes you have to be smarter. Well, I, I mean, I, I do enjoy, how, like, you know, taking a moment to figure out what a joke means. And then once I do going, oh, he just got me real good, didn't he? <laughs> it's a, it's a satisfying feeling. Actually, uh, next time you talk with Sarita, ask her to send you a copy of the poem that she wrote and that she did at an open mic. It has all the math puns. Oh, boy. <laughs> All right. All the math puns. It is fantastic. <laughs> so um, this week we have – it's not really a review. It's kind of a, a preview. Um, I got into the beta for a, a little uh, mobile game called Fly Catbug Fly. Uh, it's based on um, – well, it heavily features the most popular character in uh, the show Bravest Warriors, which is probably my favorite. 
favorite uh, internet show right now. Uh, would you yeah. agree, Ian? Oh yeah, yeah. Um, and uh, so Fly Catbug Fly is uh, currently it's in beta on Android, and it will be coming out on iOS and Android for about a dollar, um, which means ninety nine cents. Um, and it's uh, it's an endless flyer, and other than that, it's not a very sophisticated game like even as endless flyers go it's not you know really bringing anything new to the genre um you just you know you tap on the right hand side of the screen to make cat bug fly up and then you release it and he'll drift down slowly and uh you know you avoid the ceiling and the floor while you try to pick up items and every once in a while there's a portal that you drop the items into and get money for it and then you use that money to buy items in the store some of them are hats and some of them are you know actual upgrades like get an extra life or get a companion person who will shoot obstacles for you and stuff like that um mm. and you know you can't like control the the companion they just kind of shoot at whatever they want to um but yeah it's um i mean if you're a fan of um bravest warriors then you'll probably enjoy this more than you really should but you'll enjoy it because <laughs> that's how fandom works and uh if you're not a fan of Bravest Warriors, you should go listen you should go watch it because it's the best darn show out there. It is. Also interesting thing, I'm looking at the wiki right now to see when the next one comes out. They don't necessarily have that announced. But just <clears throat> there, there's a few outliers here. So they have the number of views that each show has had. Right. So the highest ones are um Time Slime, which I believe was the first basically the pilot episode. Okay, sure. Oh, yeah, yeah. The ones yeah. that's on Cartoon Hangover. And that had 4.6 million views. Then it's Butter Lettuce. Yeah, that was a great one. With 4.7 million views. And then, lo and behold, Catbug. Which was actually four- a mini-sode, technically. Yeah, 4.6 million views. Oh, no, wait, Catbug. Catbug was not Cat a mini-sode. Sorry, that was no. the finale of season one. Yeah, Drama Bug. Drama it, Bug. So it, in all of the mini-episodes... The the views from the lowest to the highest, there's Terabeth Bites. Yeah, that was not very good. With 740,000. Um, Bomb with 760,000. Browser Fail with 840,000. Moophobia with 1 million on the nose. <laughs> and then Drama Bug with 2.8 million. Yeah, I, Drama Bug is just famous. Like, even if you yeah. don't know anything about the show, Drama Bug is just great. Rebecca! Yeah. No, I don't love you. Whoopsies! You know what? We're going we're gonna to stick links to some of those in the show notes, particularly Drama Bug. Here, I'll just do the... And I'll just give them the list of episodes, and then they can go and click on it. Oh, there you go. The Perfect. They wanna watch. Perfect. Um, but yeah, that, go and check out Bravest Warriors. It's, it's my favorite. And it it actually it's interesting because everybody that I've introduced it to has loved it to death, and I think it really says something about you know our generation people people of our age right now that this this show um it has a lot of stuff that you know young people nowadays deal with um you know relationships and uh, whatnot particularly yeah. uh, but it's also like it's just so childish that like I mean it made me realize that yeah. We we haven't grown up yet, really. Like nope. none of us. We've we've all decided collectively that we don't want to grow up. And I'm 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 curious to see where this gets us in life. 
but I think since since all of us are doing it, it should work out fine, right? Yeah. We're all Peter Pans? Yeah. I'm trying to think of we're, a way to We're Peter Pans who swear. Because <laughs> beep the man. Fudge Nuggets, yeah. <laughs> Fire truck, yeah. We all need uh we all need moop management classes. Um <laughs> handle your own moop. Come on, man. So Let's see. There aren't really any uh, new releases happening right now in uh, the video game world because we're right next to New Year's and nobody ever releases anything around New Year's. Um, yeah, sad. But uh, I know that um, Assassin's Creed Liberation, which was you know previously a a Vita cla- uh, not classic exclusive, uh, will be coming out on consoles and PC uh, in next week or two weeks from now. Um, so that's exciting. I'm definitely getting that, especially since it's only twenty dollars. Um, so I'm looking forward to that. Um, but what is wrong with you? <laughs> Sorry, it's cold. I'm in my room and I'm in my hoodie and a hat and my hood over my hoodie hat. Isn't usually your room warmer than that? What's wrong? Yeah, I don't know. The heat's the heat's wonky in here. It it works some days more than I need. Like, where it's like, okay, I need to open up a window right now, and it's, like, negative 20 outside. And on days like today, when I need it to work, it's just like, no! Hmm. That's too bad. My my room is consistently, well, on campus, my room is consistently warmer than I need it. But uh, I've gotten used to it, which means that when I go home and it's always colder than I want it, uh, yeah. it sucks more. Yeah. Hey, you want to trade? Not really. Actually, can I borrow some of that heat? Maybe. Should I come and cuddle with you? Yes. Yes. <laughs> oh, that reminds me. You know what? You know what I think Bravest Warriors needs more of? We need more Wallow. Because we haven't really gotten anything about him as a person yet. Mostly he's just that big guy who's there and makes funny jokes occasionally. But not very and often. And has very, very jealous cloth. Yeah. And like yeah <laughs> pretty much but like you his know his left hand gets jealous of any women season season one mostly focused on care, uh, Chris I just got that what his glove his his was it his right hand or his left hand it was, it was his, his left, left hand. hand yeah gets jealous of any women mm-hmm. or of any woman that he's with mm-hmm. good job understanding subtle jokes yep alright so <laughs> Thanks for listening to 8-Bit, where we make the most subtle jokes and talk about uh, video game news. <laughs> I'm uh, Ian Buck. And I'm Ian Decker. Signing off. I haven't been able to actually do a checkmate. I've always, like, ended up ending it as a stalemate, yeah. even though I have the clear advantage and they can't take me down at all. My, my face is hypnotic. When it's moving rhythmically, yes. <laughs> you should use that as like a mating ritual. Oh my god, I can't. Oh, I just said that. Uh, you know, hi, Ryan. You want to say something? Yeah, so I've been playing this game since you started talking to me about it. Mm-hmm. You're won- probably better at it than yeah, I am now. Yeah, I am. So I, I've made Black lose like every time. Oh, good. Yeah, yeah. it's not impossible. I don't think that the. The, the oh. rules in the game are actually really clever. Were you. I'm unchallenging now. But I oh, so you're playing against the AI. Yeah. Okay. Which okay. is dumb. Yeah, I know. As you mentioned. I know. <laughs> I like, mean somebody will come up with 
better. Some good strategies maybe for it. Well, but, I like yeah. I've used the same strategy against it every single time, and I'm doing pretty well. Am I so? From my experience, it seems like um, using bishops is a lot better than using castles. Because mm-hmm. the diagonal power is much more uh, mm-hmm. useful. Although queens have their place too. Yeah. Still. Uh, but yes, the the bishops are the key to winning here. And it's, I almost feel like knights are less useful here. Because uh, it's really easy to like pr- see where they can go and they can't go anywhere. No, actually knights are actually handy for um, controlling a quarter sphere. Okay. Hmm. Because they can get to pretty much any place in the quarter sphere effortlessly. It's good for blocking. It's not good for attacking. Okay, yeah. Yeah. I mean, wait, in traditional chess, I, I always use knights as like my queen killers mm-hmm. because Nobody they're notices. the, yeah, the, and yeah. they're the only unit that like cheats can be in a place that a queen can't go and right. hit them. Yeah. 